LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid, sometimes three, practical tips for gospel center ministry every week. Three. Three. Expanding. Three. Now, I've been enjoying listening to The One Thing with my kids. Really? Yes. What kind of feedback are they giving you? Well, we're just slowing it down and making Dad sound funny. And yeah. speeding it up and making him sound funny. And my girls are having a ball with it. That's great. We haven't gotten down the nitty gritty yet of the topics, but we're having fun with Dad's voice. The only comment my kids made when they listen, I wanted to say, Dad, that's really insightful. That's really helpful. So great you're doing this. The only comment they made, Mark Hadley will be happy with this. Gee, the audio quality is good on that. That's all they said. That's what it's about. How depressing is that? Quality audio. Now, the one thing is brought to you with thanks to the Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. We're also proudly part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. But for now, you press play on episode 73 of The One Thing, What Women Want Preachers to Know. And we have Ginny Salt back with us today. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be back. So if you haven't listened to episode, I think it was 57... I think 53. it's 57. 53. 53, was it? In the 50s. Just listen to it all. You'll get to it. Jenny Seltz, the Dean of Students at SNBC um, for pastoral care and preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had her in last time to talk about pastoral care. And one of the things that she touched on at the end of that conversation was uh, that one of the ways in which we can care for people well in the pulpit is by knowing them well mm-hmm. outside of the pulpit. Yes. Um, and so we wanted to get her back to talk particularly about how it is that uh, when we're preaching to an audience which in evangelical circles is often largely made up of females, how we do that well, both to yeah. apply the word of God well, yeah. uh, but to apply it deeply into people's lives and hearts in a way that's helpful. And mm. yeah, so that's what we've got Jenny back to talk about today. Thank you. So, Jenny, what are the keys to preaching for women? Yes. Well, I I talked last time about the importance of knowing your audience, and that will show when you preach. So if you know your audience, then you won't make certain assumptions. There are certain assumptions that people will make about women, that women love to cook. I don't, not really good at cooking. Women love craft. I'm hopeless at craft. And that all women are mothers. And uh, I'm not one of those either. Mm. So I think that when you know your audience, uh, you will be less likely to make assumptions about women. And the assumptions that you make will then sound a bit or can sound a bit condescending or patronising when you throw in a, uh, an illustration about craft just to kind of tip your head in, in the direction of a woman. Mm-hmm. So knowing your audience, listening to them outside the pulpit means that when you preach, you're actually preaching in a way that will engage with their minds and uh, motivate their wills and warm their hearts, which mm. is what we want as preachers anyway. Mm. So one of the things that when we were chatting before you mentioned, there are different, for, for men, often they will hear things differently. There's things yes. that connect with yes. them well. Mm. It's where they won't always connect with uh, those same communication techniques no. or with women. Can you just identify some of those mm. things that you've seen? Mm. I think, um, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of men really enjoy kind of the shouty man, the passionate preacher who might get a bit angry sometimes, but, you know, men may not mind that. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm speaking as a woman. I'm not representing all women, but I don't actually like that. I want passion, but I don't want 
to feel like I'm getting in trouble and that they're angry with me. So tone is very important for women. Mm. Now, you can show your passion in all sorts of ways, but it can be quiet as well as, you know, energetic. Um, I think smiling actually changes the sound of our words. So when you smile, uh, it not only engages people with your face, but it actually Mm. engages with the tone of your voice. Mm. And I think the more that we can do that, whether we're men or women, it it actually um, means that women will lean in emotionally, if not physically, mm. and engage with the preacher and listen as the preacher preaches. I think there are there are things that men and women are similar in terms of what they want. I mean, I as a woman want what I suspect all men want too, which is faithful, clear preaching mm. and expository preaching. That's what women want too. Women don't want, well, the women I know don't want fluffy and topical. I'm not saying topical is always fluffy, but uh, we want meaty, substantial, expository mm. preaching. Mm. Um, but we, when you know your audience, then that will show in um, in the application, mm. and it'll show in terms of your illustrations. Yep. So if humor if humor works for men, um, what works for women? I mean, humor does work for women, but I think that, and as a woman who preaches to women, I'm very careful in terms of using gut-wrenching stories Mm. because um, in some contexts, if you can get a woman to cry, as well as laugh, but mainly cry, then you know you've nailed it Mm. as a preacher. Whereas I think that for men, it's probably more about the jokes. Um, Sometimes uh, preachers may make a joke about their wife or about their mum or about some other woman in their life. And I notice that the men roar with laughter. All the, the congregation roar with laughter. Mm, That's mm. so funny. You might see the wife and she'll be laughing too because she knows the person who's preaching. She knows he loves her. But the rest of the women will be smiling awkwardly or uh, not smiling at all because women don't necessarily warm to that. Mm. So it's good to know how men and women um, are different and what appeals to them. doesn't mean to say you've got to change everything that you do, but just being aware actually um, means that you'll adjust some of the things you do so that you can engage with the women. Mm. We're going to take a quick break, dig into Scott's toolbox. Scott, what have you got for us today? My top three resources for thinking into this topic. Well, as Jenny said, uh, any preacher just wants to explain the text well. And so a great book... Uh, to read on that is is Christopher Ashes the priority of preaching. Or you might want to read Jonathan Edwards preaching to the infect the affections. Uh, there's a number of great books on preaching. Um, I think every preacher should be reading a book a year on preaching so they can you know improve uh, their ability to communicate uh, God's word. Uh, Jenny's mentioned before a book by Hugh Mackay uh, called Why Don't People Listen? And again. Can you grabbing books on communication and how to communicate better? They're always really helpful for the preacher as well. And then finally, uh, I reckon it's really important just to listen to people who are good at preaching. Um, listen to how they how they structure their sermons. Listen to how they do their illustrations. Uh, listen to how they use their tone and you know fast and slow and all those sorts of things. Listen to people who are good at it. And I'm not saying copy them, but I'm saying find out what makes them a good preacher. Now, Jenny, uh, you've been doing a podcast. Okay. Salt, is that I right? I have been doing a podcast. It's called Salt. 
And uh, underneath the, the word salt is conversations with Jenny. So it's, a, it's not a three-way conversation like this, mm. but it is a, a two-way conversation with people from all sorts of uh, backgrounds and walks of life and just uh, thinking and listening to what, what it means to be a Christian, what makes it a distinctive life, mm. a who, salty Who life. have you had on there so far? Uh, we've had Rebecca Irwin. Rebecca is a violinist with the uh, the Opera Australia Orchestra. Uh, she's a senior violinist with them, but she has an amazing story about how she became a Christian. And uh, also what it's like to be a violinist um, as a Christian. Mm. So she's got a wonderful story. Now, yeah. this came out of um, this came out of Principles Hour, didn't it? This sort of idea. It now, did. Jenny, SNBC, SNBC. Hour. That's right. Yep. So uh, Derek and I went to SNBC. Yes. Each week we'd have to endure David Cook's preaching, <laughs> but there would always be a great interview. And, Salt spot. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Salt spot. And that's Jenny right. would do it. So it's it's really just. You know, it's that's just a really moving so on from that, isn't it? With Salt Spot, I've got about seven or eight minutes. And when David mm. was principal, five, he would always say to me, <laughs> "Okay, Salt." He'd call me Salt. Okay, Salt. You've got five to seven minutes, and then I would do the interview, and then he'd. I'd sit down and then after a little while he'd say, now what part of five to seven minutes did you not understand? <laughs> uh, which I can only assume meant that I went longer than five to seven minutes. But basically um, what I realised with Salt Spot was that to, to do a five to seven minute interview, I would talk with them beforehand just to kind of get a sense of where mm. we'll go. Mm. That would be about half an hour or more. And I think all of this is really fantastic, mm. but I only had five to seven minutes. So that's where Salt came yep. because I thought, well, let's share what, what we're talking about, what these people are saying such good stuff uh, in a longer format. That's good. So can I just dig into something we, we raised just before um, uh, we, we took a break for a second. You, you mentioned one of the things that does connect with women is, you know, human done well, but also yes. uh, emotion, stories yes. that will yes. move people. Yes. It's not the natural uh, tendency for particularly Australian guys mm. to uh, lean into those emotions. Yeah. Um and I suppose in Reformed Evangelical circles, we're nervous about being manipulative as yes. well in that. And that's and rightly so, because mm. I think it's important that we're not manipulative. Mm. God will use his word to speak into the lives of his people. Mm. Yes. So how how is it that you've seen that done well? Um, give names if you've got people who you know, because part of it is listening to people who do it really well mm. as well, I find, because it doesn't come naturally to me. But if I hear people do it, I think, ah, oh, that's how they do it. Any suggestions how we can do it well and who does it well? I think how we relate to people generally will, will come through in how we preach. So I'm thinking about the principal of SNBC, Stuart Colton. Mm. He's very good at relating with people, all sorts of people. His sermons are dripping with grace, mm. as they should be, because it's not – I heard David Jones preaching a few weeks ago and he talked about finger-wagging preachers. <laughs> mm. And uh, I don't know whether anyone likes finger-wagging preachers. We want our messages to be dripping with grace as it drips through God's word. Mm. So I think that allowing, showing that grace, being people who recognize that we as preachers sit under the word of God as much as those who we are preaching to, mm. and, and demonstrating how the word of God is gripping our hearts, that will come through in in, without using a gut-wrenching story necessarily, but I think sometimes the stories where we, uh, when people lean in emotionally is when we're sharing how the Word of God has impacted us. Mm. And uh, Stuart does that every time he preaches, sharing uh, how his, 
he's so challenged and heartbroken with people that he knows and loves who are not in Christ or mm. knowing there are so many people who don't know the Lord Jesus. Mm. So, you know, I think, good. yeah, I think what, what I don't think anyone wants just, you know, um, information. Mm. We want to know how it's engaging with our hearts. And I think men and women can do that. But watching someone who's good at it, like Stuart Colton, yeah. I think, um, will, will be helpful. Mm. Now, one of the things you mentioned as well that was really important was actually the time you spend off the pulpit. Mm. So actually engaging with your people. Yes. I think one of the things that I saw David Cook do, you know, when I was at college was actually, you know, catch up with a whole variety of students and have those mm. conversations. Mm. How, how would, you, would you encourage, you know, pastors to catch up with a single mum, catch up with the elderly woman, uh, catch up with a millennial, you know, justice eco-warrior <laughs> Um, catch up with the They're scary. Fifteen. Well, it is scary. It's my it's my thirteen year old at the moment. <laughs> um, catch up with a thirteen year old who 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 wants to be listened to and heard as well as a, as a thirteen year old. How, how do you do that? Yeah, I don't think there's any one way. I think that uh, for someone, for an older woman whose husband isn't a Christian, for the minister to come up and say, "Hey, can we catch up?" If it was my mum, she'd be freaked out. Mm, mm. But it might be just just uh, taking the opportunity at morning tea after church, just to come up and say hello, remember her name, and then and maybe that's enough. And then the next week, oh, how are you? And then engaging that way. Mm, mm. So um, I think you just got to you got to be able to read people and body language as well. And I think I often talk about um, the. The importance of small talk, mm. of chit chat. People often say, "No, nope, I don't waste my time with with small talk. It's a waste of time. I want to go deep." How can you go deep when you haven't actually been able to connect with people on any level? So I learned as a flight attendant uh, that I needed to get on with the other crew because I was with them for twelve days or more mm. overseas. So I learned how to do small talk. In a sense, I honed that skill in the in the context of a jumbo jet. And I've seen how important it is to be able to connect with people on a, a relatively superficial level, which actually helps to build rapport mm, mm. so then you can go deeper. Mm. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. It would be great to keep talking with Jenny. You've got lots to say. What's the one thing, though, that people should be taking away when it comes to what women want preachers to know? Faithful, clear preaching and loving your people. That's three things. Excellent. You're, you're good at this one thing. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming on The One Thing, Jenny. It's been great uh, catching up again. Thank you. Uh, now, The One Thing is part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Can I encourage you to check out the 5LQ podcast? Todd Atkins and Daniel, they've been doing this for a very, very long time. They don't just ask five leadership questions. actually ask a whole bunch more. And it's always great to hear Todd and Daniel press into uh, a, an issue uh, from one of their guests. So check out the 5LQ podcast today. If you also liked what you've heard today on The One Thing, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment just to rate the show on iTunes and even leave a comment. It'd be great to have more people listening than just our kids. I would encourage you to go to listen to Salt Conversations as well. Now, thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing and thank you, Jenny. We're looking forward to having you on board for more episodes and more practical ministry tips that you can apply each week. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon. Mm-hmm.